Phil Buzz, we're off to put on the line. Buzz, good morning. What's your favourite cup memory, Buzz? Oh, guys, good morning. I'll take you back to 1985. Yep. What a nuisance. Now, you guys remember the great sub-editor, and he was a country rugby league expert, used to write for Rugby League Week, called Jim Huxley. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great good fella. Jimmy good Huxley. fella, yeah. And anyway, he ran a $2 sweepstake every week. So we put in two bucks and he'd take it and put it in the bank. So by the time we got to the Melbourne Cup, it was worth two grand. Winner mm. back in 85, 2000. Good money. money. Good money, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, they're drawing the sweep and my name came out with what a nuisance. And everyone cheered and said, how apt is that? The biggest pest in the office has got what a nuisance. <laughs> I tell you what, I cheered at home hard. That was the first million dollar race in Australia too, Buzz. Lloyd Wasn't Williams, it really? yeah, Lloyd Williams' horse. What a nuisance! Wins the cup. Paddy Highland rode it by memory, and um, yeah, yeah, that was Lloyd's second cup. He's won his own seven cup winners. It's the record, Buzz. It's quite amazing. So, anyway, yeah, hey, no, yeah. no, it was a goodie that one. Mm. Um, but look, it's it's a great day, isn't it? For two, but we're going out to Ramwick on Tuesday for the big dance, and um, yeah, it's uh, I, I love how. Sydney and Melbourne both have major events on now. It's um, I, I, I don't worry about clashes. Look, there's a clash when the AFL Grand Finals normally on the same weekend or week before the end. Who cares? Yeah, no, it, it was just gr- big time sport in both cities. Yeah, racing was great yesterday. It will be on Tuesday, and when you go out there, there'll be twenty five thousand probably at Randwick. Buzz, there'll be a great atmosphere, and you've actually got a race at Randwick you can look forward to. The and big buzz, one. yeah, behave. I know you get a bit excited these days and you have one or two and you shouldn't and you sort of regress back to when you're in your 20s and it all goes pear-shaped. Yes, I'll be there. Well, if I hang around with you, I won't be able to disgrace myself because... um, (laughs) There'll be a new benchmark. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, No, I'm looking forward to it, Raymond. um, It's a really fun day and gamble responsibly, as they say. Buzz your column. What's the buzz in today's Sunday yeah. Telegraph? A couple of interesting articles. I did notice the story uh, where you've quoted a sponsor mm. talking about Anthony Griffin at the Dragons. Just run us through it. Well, everyone wants Anthony Griffin out of the place, don't they? Is that the way you've been reading it? Mm. Well, it seems to be a ground swell out there, but it's been yeah. bizarre, Buzz. <laughs> He's not losing games. This is the off-season. Yeah, well, look, he won 12 games this year, Pup, and that's normally enough or has been in previous years to get into the finals. And that's where we thought they'd finish, Buzz. Mm. I don't think anyone expected them to finish any higher. No. Look, I tell you, I rang Norm Black. He's the boss of Tripper Deal. He's more than just a sponsor. He puts in a lot of money. He's very tight with the board, and he's heavily invested in St. George Illawarra. I rang him to get his thoughts on what Craig Young had said in the reference to Brett Finch and the fact that it was done on club letterhead because I'd heard that sponsors were threatening to pull out over it. But, look, he said that Albert has owned up for the mistake and, look, he didn't have a problem with it. He said, I'd tell you who is not the problem at St George Illawarra, and he was really, really firm about it, was Anthony Griffin. He said he's spoken to him. He does have a plan. It's long-term. Whether he's got the time to implement it, I don't know because there's pressure they've got to win footy. But he was really, really strong on the fact that Hook's relationships, uh, particularly with the younger players, are probably better than we've been led to believe. Mm. So I'm only taking him on his word 
He's a, uh, as I said, Norm Black is um, a very, very successful businessman. His company, Tripper Deal, has just done a, a massive um, thing with Qantas. And, uh, yeah, he's like what I'm saying, he's not a mug. Yeah. And I respect his opinion. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. It's interesting that he made a particular point of saying the younger players actually are supporting Hawke. Hey, Buzz, uh, did Josh Jackson's retirement take you by surprise? Yeah, it really did, right? Mm. Um, because, you know, he, he's such a one great warrior, isn't he? What did he play? 11 seasons, 241 games. And, look, I'll be brutally honest with you. I've spoken to people at Canterbury. And it was suggested to me on the day that it happened that he'd actually been pushed. Mm. That they're trying to upgrade Matt Burton. They've got too many players there at the moment. They've brought Billy Kickow in, Reid Marnie, Ryan Sutton, Andrew Day. They've brought a whole stack. And they've got salary cap pressure. Plus, they've got more than 30 players, mm. which is very unusual for NRL clubs at this time of the year. They normally build to their 30. So they had to get rid of players. However... Whoever, I spoke to John Curry, their chairman. I spoke to Aaron Warburton, their CEO, and they denied he was pushed. It's one the NRL will watch because Josh Jackson's given up $650,000 not to play. So he can't just earn nothing next year. So the Bulldogs, uh, I would suggest, are going to employ him. And he's a very impressive dude. He's got a mm. exercise science degree and He'd be a great mentor, but it's one they have to watch because they've pulled this money out of the salary cap, but they're still going to pay him. So it's a tricky one. What do you think, Doc? Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it, Buzz? As you say, it gets very murky when you're paying and salary caps. and yeah, There's always innuendo out there from rival clubs, isn't there? And that's the problem with salary there caps. Is. It does lead to innuendo. Yeah. Uh, look, what uh, Aaron Warburton's the CEO and John Corey's the chairman, but they could not answer my questions about the salary cap. I was told they have two or three players they have to cut before the start of the season because they've got 33 players. They didn't know because what they've done is just palm balled everything over to Gus, and Gus is the general manager of football in fairness, and he makes all the decisions. Gus doesn't take my phone call, so I couldn't update it anymore. So, Should there be a committee, though, Buzz, that maybe just keeps an eye on Gus? And I'm not suggesting Gus is doing anything wrong, but like any club, when you leave it into one bloke, or in the hands of one bloke, it, you know, mistakes can be made. Do they look, need to I'm, look I'm, at sort of someone just to you know, bounce around. things off? Yeah, well, I'm sure now Cameron Serraldo is there, that Cameron Serraldo will be involved in recruitment with Gus. It, it's got to happen, you know, yeah. An NRL head coach has got to have some impact, not all of it, but some of it. But it's an interesting one. That Gus has certainly built, rebuilt very, very impressively. They look like they're a team that could bang on the door for the top eight next year. And, um, and he's going to have to lose some players. And how do you walk up to Kyle Flanagan and say, mm. see you later when you got a contract? Same with Luke Thompson, Corey Allen. But they are going to have... It'll be really interesting to see how it pans out. Mm. Buzz, you put in your column every week a sinner and a saint. I did notice your sinner today was the Australian cricket selectors and Andrew McDonald refusing yeah. to make the tough decision to drop struggling skipper 
Aaron Finch from the Australian T20 side. Yeah. You obviously well, think you, he should be you gone? Guys, yeah, you guys watch as much cricket as I do. And when you're playing in a World Cup, and what I explained there, it's not a crappy hit and giggle Big Bash tournament. This is a World Cup. And to win the World Cup against these great nations that are in our country right now, you need your best side. Would you two both agree on form? Aaron Finch should not be in the side. I don't think Aaron Finch has been in form for twelve well, you're months a now. Tragic. He hasn't hit the ball off a square for twelve months. You know, I, I said last week. I'll say it again. I, I still think Steve Smith should be there, and I cannot for the life of me work out why Cameron Green's not our best. Our best all rounder is not in that eleven. No, it's an interesting one. Mm. Talking of the World Cup, what about we won again, eh? Over in uh, 66-6 against Italy. We were discussing yep. with Graham Lowe earlier, Buzz, whether this is good or bad for the game. I know we did touch on it last week. Yeah. When you see these international sides that are struggling against the yeah. heavyweights, you've got to grow the sport. I know it's a, the, getting the balance right, though, Buzz. Mate, poor old Greece. They got beaten mm. 94-4 by England overnight. They got beaten 72-4 by Samoa. They got beaten round 134-12 France. Uh, i tell you what interests me, and I heard you talk to Sorber about it, and Bulldog in particular. This is an agonising decision for Mal Meninga on Cherry Evans and Cleary. And I'll tell you why, because I actually think Cherry Evans ticks a lot of boxes. Just a background on today's game, they both ran 40-odd metres, and they both finished with three tri-assists. And the stand of the opposition, it's very hard to judge them. But where DCE gets the tick, his number one loyalty is the incumbent. Number two is that he plays alongside Munster in State of Origin. And number three is he has the relationships in Origin with both Harry Grant and Ben Hunt and Spine. And number four is they won Origin. Do you see what I mean? But against that is the fact that Cleary is the best player in the world. How hard is it? I said last week, Buzz, I think Nathan should be there and obviously he has led Penrith to successive grand finals, but you tend to forget what DCE did in State of Origin, which is the pinnacle of our sport Mm. at the highest level. Because it was back in July, we tend to overlook that, but obviously Mal hasn't. I know, but... And the other thing is... Bulldog, we have chopped and changed this side. We're giving everyone a chance, and I admire Mal for doing that. So when we starting from next week, we have to have a combination, and DCE's got that combination. All with with those spine players, all except Tedesco. Are you saying Cleary can't have that combination? We're talking about a world class player who played with Munster in their previous game. Are you saying he can't? have those combinations with those players that DCE's got now, Buzz? No, 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 I'm not saying that at all, Ray. Mm. I, I think, look, I've got to do my 50 best players of the year after the World Cup and the top 50 NRL players. Yep. And I'm pretty sure Cleary will be on top. Clive Churchill medal winner. You know, he, he's just a champ and he's won the last two comps. And, I, look, I'm not saying I'd pick DCE ahead of him, but I'm just saying how agonising it is for yeah. Mal because I think I've given you a few good points. Yeah, no, I, I, I know exactly where you're coming from. And um, I get, uh, What about Cleary's goal-kicking? Does that tip well, the... I don't think that's a problem. I don't. Look, he didn't kick brilliant today, but you know 
when these kicks are out wide, there's no space between the fence and the sideline, mm. so they can't take their normal run-ups. Have you noticed that? Yep, 100%. Yeah, these grounds but are so small, aren't they? kicking is not a problem for Australia because we've got Valentine Holmes and we've got Latrell Mitchell. Mm-hmm. So it does not matter. They're, they're in the same classes, clearly. So I think Cleary will be picked, <laughs> but it's really, really hard on DCS. Yeah. Buzz, before we let you go, you've got another good, strong story in your column. Peter Volandis is closely monitoring the AFL's move to play a magic round in Sydney next year with a cunning plan to ambush yeah. it. Yeah, cunning like Peter going to war with the Victorians, isn't it? <laughs> I love it. I love it because I rang him Friday morning and um, about this story. Have you guys seen the story during the week? The AFL looked like they might come to Sydney play all nine games and Mm. they'd use the SCG and they'd use Acorn Stadium and Giants. And I actually think it's a good idea. If it works half as well as it does the league in Brisbane, it's terrific. And what it will do will bring unbelievable tourism dollars Mm. to to New South Wales. Uh, They'll come from Adelaide, Perth, Brisbane. They'll, They'll come from Victoria. But Peter actually thinks it's a great opportunity for the NRL to cash in and basically ambush it. And he thinks they're so tribal in Victoria, like a Collingwood fan comes to Sydney to watch Collingwood full stop. And you know what? They're not going to get in the next plane home. They'll have a look at the Opera House. They'll go for a meal down at Darling Harbour. They'll go and check out Bondi Beach. And he thinks he can drag them into an NRL game. And he'll advertise very big that there's another game in town as well. So he's looking at the positive, and I love that attitude. I mm. really do. Hey, Buzz, what's your cup tip? My cup tip, Raymond. Mm. I don't have a very good record with cup tips. That's okay. Well, my philosophy like is every lose, you're back. You're one step closer to your next winner. Yeah, I love the top weight in the big dance. You know why? Mm. Have a look at its colours. It's Cronulla Sharp. <laughs> yeah. And it's a $9 chance. I like that's uh, Bandersnatch we're talking about. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And in the Melbourne Cup, mate, um, I'm not great with the pronunciation. Dwarville Legend. Daville Legend, yeah. The Daville English horse, Legend, yeah. yeah. Owned by the man who races Classic Legend. Yes. So yes. he'll be. He's the favourite. Be hard to beat. Buzz, I'm with um, Casino Kid each way in the Big Dance and Montefilia in oh, the no, Melbourne what have Cup. Oh, not done, pub. Uh, Stockman. Stockman. Joe Pride convinced him. He did. Yeah, Joe Pride convinced me. And I did back the winner last year, so I'm on a roll. Stick with me. Oh, yeah. Well, you got plenty. <laughs> but we'll, uh, we won't have a little drinky poos on uh, Tuesday. Philip, at the I races. Gonna, look, I'm going to warn you now. I am going to have a pew. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Myself, <laughs> you, might be in, you might be in Sydney yourself next <laughs> don't, week. Don't come visiting the press room about 6pm, no, guys. I'll be on deadline. Make, make our way down to the press room. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a disaster. Hey, Buzz, look, appreciate it. It's always coming on Sunday morning. Enjoy Cup Day. Come down to the press room. Come and say good day yeah, and, and hope you're back a winner, mate. Good on you. Have a good day. Thanks, guys. Buzz.